It's official. Things are starting to heat up. Trey Lance is ready to throw. You guess you know what that means. It's about that time to get ready. And we're going to do it right here on the Wayne Breezy Show. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold-blooded. I got the Niners on my back, you know. And yeah. Breezy this, breezy that. Ain't nobody working like Breezy, and that's a fact. Overmotivated is an understatement. Gold-blooded to the core, got your squad hating. Breezy make it look easy. Breezy on everything like 05067 Wheezy. This is not a game. Yeah, we faithful in every way. And even though we on the East Coast, very loyal to the Bay. Heavy red and gold every day. And if you really a Niner fan, I know you can relate. Applying pressure with this content like smaller bear. We not accepting no slander by Trey, so beware. I stay in exclusively Niner hats. And I always tell the truth, this exclusively Niner facts. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold-blooded, I got the Niners on my back, you know. We're going to be hearing a lot of them touchdown foghorns in the offseason, in the preseason, in the season season. What's going on, everybody? Good morning, faithful! It's Friday. It's your boy, Wayne Breezy. And welcome to the Wayne Breezy Show. Shout out to everybody out there, man. Round of applause to you guys. You know I got to show love. There's a lot of members out here that are in the chat nice and early. Shout out to all the subscribers that are here. This guy, you're the first person that I see up here. Appreciate you. I see my Uncle Bill's in here. What's going on, NorCal Bill? Shout out to Old School 49er. Thank you guys for being here. Extremely early, but I definitely got to show some love. Troy, I got your message. You definitely be in my prayer. Shout out to Troy. These are some of the members of the Wayne Breezy channel. Uh, Shout out to Troy. Niner Gang Podcast is in the building. What's going on, D49er? Jeff, what's going on, family? The beautiful Miss Debbie is in here. And she starts to show off with the first super chat of the day. She says, Trey's going to be ready so he doesn't have to get ready. I like that. And this ain't about Trey getting ready. This is about the faithful getting ready. <laughs> so I like that, Miss Debbie. Trey's already going to be ready. I feel like he's doing the things he needs to do to be prepared for a new season. We're going to break that stuff down here right on the show. I'm definitely looking to get some of your feedback and things about that. Uh, Mose, I see you say you're going to try to join the show, man. You're more than welcome to hop on, brother. You know how we do, baby. Uh, it'll be good to hear from you. All right. Shout out to all the other members of the channel. Uh, Scott Hill, what's going on? I see you out there. Mike Eng's in the building. Shout out to all the members of the stream. If you're not a member of the channel, this is what you could do right now, right? And the first thing, I'm going to give you some instructions, all right? Number one, Christy Marie, I see you out there as well. Shout out to you. You can like. First thing you need to do is like it, right? So hit the thumbs up button. Second thing you should do is make sure if you're new to the channel, subscribe. All right. That's super important. Right. After you subscribe, you'll be like, yo, this Wayne Breezy fella is not a bad guy. I kind of like him. Then you can become a member. That's where you'll get the cool perks for being a member. There are three packages out there that you could choose from. Become a member today. You don't want to miss out. And don't forget, if you're going to leave a comment, I know we got our little chat going on. Don't forget to leave a comment in the comment section. Hey, maybe your comment will get highlighted, pushed to the top, pinned to the top. We'll see. All right. So make sure you do that. It's very important, man. YouTube got a bunch of things we want to do. And I want you to be as 
interactive as you can right here on the YouTube. Don't forget to listen to the podcast, uh, the Wayne Breezy Show on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify Podcasts. There's exclusive content that's going to be posted on the Patreon uh, weekly. So make sure you go to patreon.com backslash Wayne Breezy if you're looking for just exclusive stuff you can't get anywhere else. All right. Those that are watching on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash at the Wayne Breezy. Use your Amazon Prime account. You can subscribe for free. Don't forget to follow and subscribe right there on Twitter at Wayne Breezy. Instagram is at the Wayne Breezy as well as YouTube, uh, Facebook. So make sure you go ahead and check out the content on those two uh, social media platforms. And let's get this Wayne Breezy apparel a popping, man. Let's get the apparel popping. All right. Uh, www.twben.com backslash shop. Go check it out, man. Ty has that site ongoing. Those that have put up videos, Jacqueline Knox, Peachy, I saw you got your, you got your merchandise. I appreciate the uh the pictures, the videos, they're promoting the brand. Love it. You got you, you, you ladies look beautiful in your wear. Guys, if you get some gear, make sure you post it. I know my man Nick, he ordered some hoodies and things like that. They should be coming. John Chapman got some stuff. It's gonna be very exciting to see everybody and how they look in their Wayne Breezy apparel. Of course, I'm rocking the hoodie. It's cold over here on the East Coast. So you can see I'm hoodieing up to probably mid-April, right? Spring training for baseball. Still going to be a little windy. Going to be a little wet outside. All right. If if you guys want to email me, there's the email address, thewaynebreezy at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out the latest in 49ers news from all the exclusive writers over there at 49ers Web Zone. Go to 49erswebzone.com. Com. And then our sponsors are in the building. Last but not least, make sure you go to residency, www.residency.com. Use the promo code SFBreezy. And also our new sponsor over at Zenny Optical. Okay, so make sure you go. And there's a link in the description. All right. And this is some of the things you get with Zenny Optical. You're going to get a nice little case. All right. And they're going to have Zenny on there. It's going to have the official 49ers wear. All right. And they have different types of glasses out there. They have glasses. All right. These are sunglasses. Whoops. These are some of the sunglasses that I like to wear when I'm out on at the 49er events. And then when I'm trying to look dapper and I'm going to an exclusive event, I got the Kittles. So they also have the Kittles. All right. So the Kittles are also sponsored by Zenny. And that's when I rock, you know, with the clear frames. Now they do do prescriptions. So make sure you go ahead and read the instructions there. But there's a link in the description of the show where you can save on Zenny. All right. So again, there is the link right there. Make sure you check out the link. It's in the end of the description of the show, all right? Shout out to everybody. What's going on? Leslie Klinger's in the building. I see you. What's going on, everybody? Ramillion Sports Report's in the building. Hey, Ramillion Sports Report, got to ask you, man, what are your thoughts on Bobby Wagner being released? I just want to know what you thought. If you, if you post it in the chat, man, I'll go ahead and, and put it out there. I see you, Kylie. What's going on, family? I want to know what you think about Bobby Wagner. Now, listen, 49er fans, there's going to be what I call cap casualties happening throughout the league for a period of time. For me, this is one of those, it's the most wonderful times of the year. Now, listen, there's going to be a lot of players released. It's free agencies about to start. We'll go over some of the important dates uh, that you need to know for the NFL. Uh, We'll go over that very shortly. But it's going to be a lot of players released. Now, listen. Talk if there's a player that you want, don't feel bad. Make sure if there's a player that you feel like you feel the 49ers should go out and grab, regardless of money, regardless of age, regardless of injury, regardless of what, put it out there. You never know what the 49ers are going to do. None of us are right. We all want to be right, but none of us are right. And just saying that, you might be the right, you might have the right take on it. So put it out. You feel like 
we should get Bobby Wagner. Put that out there. Why not put it into the atmosphere? Bobby Wagner will only make us that much better. I don't think we need him, but it would definitely bolster up the linebacker room. I see my man Moe's talking about Jalen Ramsey. Listen, if they let Jalen Ramsey go, yeah. Well, look, there's going to be a lot of what I call cap casualties. Now, what are cap casualties? All right, so every year, okay, the NFL, the 32 teams, there's a there's a set cap for the uh, for the uh, for the league, and each team has to figure out a way to make sure that they come underneath that cap, right? If they go over the cap, okay, and then they have to start releasing players and things like that. And that's what you're starting to see right now before free agency even hits. So you're going to start to see a lot of players on their way, um, you know, from teams. Unfortunately, the 49ers won't be doing any of that. I don't think there's going to be anyone that's going to save the 49ers that much money. And right now they're currently $3.1 million over the cap. So they have a, a, a small amount of wiggle room to play with. And then pay attention there's going to be some restructures and things like that so so stay stay pat faithful there's going to be some new faces in the 49ers organization as far as players as well as coaches all right so you're going to see some things definitely changing uh very soon come let's go over some of these important nfl dates real quick um you got the legacy bowl going down this weekend all right the legacy bowl what is the legacy bowl all right so that's the hbcus uh one of their that's their all-star game Okay, and when we talk about these bowls, we're talking about all-star games. I was at the Senior Bowl. There's a Tropical Bowl. There's the East-West. There's the Shrine Bowl, which is the East-West Bowl. These are all of the all-star games from the collegiate players that they get a chance to play. Now, the HBCU, uh, um, you know, schooling has their own all-star game, and it's called the Legacy Bowl. And there's a few players, you know, I was sitting here like, you know, doing my research. And I'm like, man, these are some guys that are going to enter the NFL draft. Some of them will be invited to the combine. There's going to be some players definitely to look out for. Me personally, uh, Xavier Smith is probably like the number one player to watch. So if you happen to chance to watch the game this weekend, uh, February 25th, the Legacy Bowl, watch out for Florida A&M's Xavier Smith. I tell you right now, just watch Florida A&M, period. They got my man Isaiah Land there as well. That's going to be another person uh, you want to see. Also, look for uh, uh, Dejon Warren out of Jackson State. All right, he's a cornerback. All right, they said he's set to run like a four-three-six into the four-fours uh, at the at the at the combine that he did at the HBCU combine. So let's see, man. There's there's going to be a lot of players definitely to watch out. Defensive tackle Joshua Pryor out of Bowie State. Keep an eye on that kid. 49ers will be looking for some defensive tackle depth. So there are a lot of players that you can get right here watching this game. So if you're going to watch it, man, take notes. Pay attention to some of the players that I talked about. It's going to be very, 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 very interesting to see how these players play. Uh, And then the combine will be shortly after, right? So the combine is the actual following week. Uh, Now, I haven't made a decision. I, I, so let, I'm just I'll, I'll break the news. I wasn't going to do this, but I have been invited to the combine. But I have a lot going on and it's going to be very difficult for me to get out to Indianapolis. But but uh, I am looking to see if I can get coverage. Uh, that'd be that means less shows. But that means I'll be out there. So there's a possibility that I'll be out there on February 28th, getting all my stuff together uh, and I'll probably stay you know, up until to that Saturday, 
uh, with, and then probably be back on Sunday. I'm trying to work it out. I have a lot of dates that I already took as far as musical gigs. going to be hard for me to get out of. But your boy Breezy does have his credentials to go down there. I just got to figure out a way. And money, too. Like, that's another thing. I forgot about that part. But the Combine March 1st through March 6th, man, it's going to be interesting. Uh, this is where we, we got the best player in the league, right? Nick Bosa. Uh, he had a great combine. So think about that, man. Pay attention to the combine. They switched some things up. You got the offensive lineman going, I believe, fir- first. is weird. No, the, the defensive lineman going first. Uh, defensive backs, quarterbacks, uh, running backs, all that stuff. It's just different things. I have the schedule. I'll break it down more as we get into it. But those are the next dates you want to pay attention to. And then finally, you got the draft, April 27th through the 29th. I haven't decided if I'm going to go out to Kansas City for the draft yet. We don't really draft until we don't draft to the third round. It's not to the end of the third round. You know what I mean? So we'll see. I see you guys telling me that I should go out to the combine. I know, man, I got to I got to I got to check with the family, check with the finances and then make sure I could cover just a lot of dates. I'm going to be giving up, man. A lot of a lot of money I got to pass up on to spend money. It's, it's a tough decision for me, but you're right. It's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. God willing, I definitely plan to be there next year. I was trying to wait, but it was weird the way they do their processing. I mean, I I don't remember. I, I received the email, but it went to, like, my junk mail. It's so crazy. Anyway, we'll see how it happens. But um, if I'm out there, you guys will get exclusive reporting. If I'm not out there, you're still going to get exclusive reporting. So either way, you guys will be fed. All right? So, yeah, those are uh, the, the dates that are going on in the NFL. Make sure you guys, you know, and as far as the franchise tag deadline, March 7, 2023, 49ers have not used their tag yet. They can also use the transition tags, another tag that they can use as well. I'll make sure I'll do a breakdown on the franchise tag and the transition tag on the Patreon so you guys can have a quick understanding or a more in-depth understanding of what they are. Uh, but I still think there's a possibility Robbie Gold gets one of the tags. All right. And then the final dates in May when it comes down to that fifth-year option tag. May 7th, I believe, is the date. So Javon Kinlaw or um, uh, Brandon Ayuk will be one of those guys will probably get that fifth-year option tag. I'm going with Ayuk on the tag, and we'll see what happens. So that's a little bit further down the road um, or, or whatnot. Let's talk about some some news uh, as far as the PFF. PFF released their list, their top 100 players. The 49ers have seven players on this list. This is really good that the 49ers are getting the accolades that they deserve. I'm looking at the players. Nick Bosa was the best player for the 49ers. Now, I did my top five. If you guys, there's a YouTube, I, I if you guys are on YouTube, check out my YouTube short. I'll make sure it's in the description of the show. You can also click on it. I gave you my top five. I feel like I didn't, I'm missing one person from this list. Two people from this, three people from this list. And I added in a different person. So I, I want to know from you guys if, if if anyone is missing. All right, so here we go. Nick Bosa, Trent Williams was 13. Christian McCaffrey was 31. Fred Warner was 34. George Kittle, all right, was 40. Mooney Ward was 61. And Drake Greenlaw was 86. Now, Talanoa Hufanga didn't make this list. Wide receiver Debo Samuel didn't make this list. Are there any other four? Kyle Juszczyk didn't make this list. Uh, are there any other players? That you feel posted in the chat. I'll make sure I put it up there. You ain't got to pay for no super chat contribution. If you feel like somebody got snuffed from the list, I'm gonna post it up. Vermilion Sports Report says Huff. Yeah, like I like Jimmy Ward. <laughs> I think you meant Jimmy. You know what I'm saying? Uh Jimmy Ward, definitely. 
started the season, he missed seven games. So I don't know. And, and Debo missed games too. So I could kind of kind of allude to why those guys may have not had made the list. But Talanoa Hufunga played every game. How is he not on the list? An all pro not making the list. Brock Purdy. Uh, ooh. Okay. Didn't make the list. Now, guys, while you guys are putting out here who you feel like got snuffed from the PFF list, make sure you hit that like button, all right? There's a lot of you guys in here. Don't forget to hit the like button. We need the likes to get up. The likes are, are not as, as prominent, you know, since the offseason started. So make sure you guys hit that like button. It's super important. Top of the morning to those that are just joining the channel and the stream. Ooh. And so now I know he's making fun. Okay, I know he's making fun because he says McGlinchey and Kinlaw. Thought McGlinchey had a good year. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna start. Thought he had a solid, solid year for McGlinchey. Jimmy Ward is. It seems like it's the consensus out there. What's going on, Crazy Juice? Jimmy Ward is the consensus. I feel like the, the seven games he missed hurt his chances. Uh, he was supposed to come into the season starting as a safety, and he was going to be one of the top safeties in the league. Honestly. Like he he literally was, and then he had to go back and play nickel. You know what I mean? And so it is what it is. Now here's some little here's a little context about PFF. Okay, if the list is based off the PFF performances over the year, then the list is the list. Yeah, well, okay, I I, I get where you're going with this. I, I get where you're going with this. Shadow Vision, are you a new member to the channel? We got to give Shadow Vision some, some love. If you, if you just subscribe to the channel, thank you so much for subscribing. If you want to become a member and join the channel, though, please click on that join button. You, I promise you, you will, you will be entertained just about each and every day. All right? You will be entertained. All right. I see some basketball talk in here. Uh, I, I like it. You know, Celtics are number one. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Celtics the best damn team in the league. We'll leave it at that. I think the Celtics are they are the best team statistically in the league. Don't know why they had to go to overtime with the Pacers last night, but it is what it is. Did the Lakers win last night? I I fall asleep on the super late games. Did the Lakers win last night? Just curious to know if they were able to beat Golden State. If so, that explains why there are not a lot of West Coast fans uh watching right now. If the if the Golden State Warriors lost, all right, we got some Rocket fans in there. Y'all y'all better rep. Y'all better rep y'all NBA team. Y'all better rep y'all NBA team. Look, this guy no talking basketball. My Rockets, such such a fortune. But you listen, you had your time, and your time was your time, and y'all dominated. You know those years, and unfortunately, you know, ooh, Lakers destroyed them chumps. Ooh, these fighting words. Y'all lucky. I, I wish Peachy was in here. Peachy, Peachy can't join today. All right. Um. So, yeah, they beat the Warriors. All right, go ahead, Lakers. Lakers looking to make a make a push. All right, Kings the three seed. Are you kidding me? The Kings are the three seed in the West? Wow. A little basketball talk. Just to, just to preface it out there, listen, we don't just watch Football, we love sports. So there's some basketball talk going on, man. Congratulations if you're a Kings fan. Good luck, though, in the playoffs. Eddie G, what's going on, family? I hope you're doing well, brother. All right. So, yeah, man, though, that, that's the PFF list again. Nick Bosa, Trent Williams, Christian McCaffrey, Fred Warner, George Kittle, Mooney Ward, Drake Greenlaw in that order. Maybe Jimmy Ward was left off the list. I really feel like Talanoa Hufunga should be on this list. You're talking about a player that went from uh, as a rookie, as a, uh, what, a fifth-round draft pick? To, to say that fifth or sixth round draft pick uh, getting prominent minutes, his rookie season, and then starting his sophomore season 
And then not only was he an all pro, he made the Pro Bowl too in his second season. That's that's a huge jump. So if I had to pick between Jimmy Ward and Tyler Noah Hufunga, I would go with Huff. I would go with Huff. That's kind of like how I am. Fear to God, what's going on, baby? That's my brother from another mother. What's good, family? It's kind of cold out in these streets, man. The weather's actually nice here in Connecticut, to be honest. So today is a is a is a is a nice day out here in CT. Nice day out in CT. It is. All right. So look, I had uh, a really good friend on yesterday. Uh, my man uh, John Vogel was on here, draft scout, NFL draft scout. Now, if you want you you want to talk about a person that's uh ooh Raphael, how is he not on the list? He didn't make the top. Good look, I, this could be good for Ayuk because now he can play more with the chip on the shoulder. Matter of fact, none of the 49er receivers were on the list. I thought so. Ayuk made my top five. My top five were Fred Warner, Nick Bosa. Brandon Ayuk. Oh my God. How come I'm missing one? Tyler Noah Hufunga was, was in there as well. I feel like I'm missing. Can't think who I'm missing. My top five. It's his top five 49er players of the year. He barely he barely sniffed a thousand, but I mean the ball was being spread. I mean, we you could look at it and say 49ers could have had a thousand yards with Kittle. They definitely had a thousand yards, whatever. But when you look at all the other wide receivers, I can understand why Ayuk is not up there. So that makes sense. Thank you, Ramelia Sports Report. See, we we bring the sense-making here to the show as well. You know, that does make sense. Just just to be honest, it, it does make a little bit of sense. And this guy says at the end of the day is 1K. But then but then you got to compare him to Justin Jefferson, Stefan Diggs, Jamar Chase, uh, all the other 1,000-yard wide receivers. Like, you know. Cooper Cup didn't make the list either, but I mean, he, he was injured, I guess you could say that. All right. So listen, I, today I want to talk about um some of the recap that we did. If you didn't get a chance to watch last night's show, make sure you go ahead and check it out. All right. It was with my man, uh, John Vogel. He's an NFL draft scout. He goes to all of the bowls, the all-star games. He has a scouting report. He writes his own books. He did. He does a CMC was the other guy. Thank you, Hurricane. I don't know how I miss CMC. Um, and, and he was giving us some nice good old tidbits and stuff. So if you guys go watch that video, there are a couple of players out there that you're definitely going to want to check out. Uh, the 49ers are going to be looking to uh, here. Here's my take on the draft. I don't think the 49ers trade in the draft. I think they actually use all 10 draft picks. I'm going to leave it at that. Should they trade up? Possibly. All depends who's still there. But they're going to have to make a decision early. But the cool thing about this draft, if you're going defense, you're definitely going to be able to find defensive edge rushers in this draft. And the question is, are they going to be looking for a specific type of a specialist or are they going to go ahead and get another like high motor type of a guy? Now, there are a couple of guys that are specialists out there that we're going to break down uh in this upcoming, especially after the combine, once the combine goes, you guys will actually get a hands-on of some of the, the, the measurables, the athleticism, the talent of some of the players we got to watch. Like 
you know, behind the scenes at some of these bowl games and things like that. So definitely keep your eyes out on some players. A lot of players' stocks are going to rise up. Some player stocks are going to rise down. The 49ers, unfortunately, aren't drafting to pick 99, so they're going to have to play their cards right. But there are so many precious gems that they can get in the draft. As far as free agency is concerned, you know, we just got to wait and see how the 49ers start manipulating their cap space. There's going to be a bunch of free agents that are going to become available due to the cap casualties and things like that. Um, Again, my number one priority, and, and, and you don't have to agree with this, but my number one priority, you know, when it comes to free agent, if you're going to sign a player, find the best defensive tackle out there, get your top three that you know you can plug and play. And, and right now I got two. I got two of them. Like if I'm going to go get a defensive tackle, there's two guys. Now there's some guys underneath that tear that can be really, you know, well-spoken for and come in here and play. But listen, you go after my man, Deron Payne, and you go after uh, Jason Hargrave. If you can get one of those two guys, which is going to be almost impossible, but that's why we're here. We're talking about it. You know, it's going to come down to what do they want to make yearly and boom, 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 boom. But I like I had John on here and he said himself, look, if if you're 49ers, uh, if they if they address the defensive tackle position, like that would be the best route going for them because they already have a guy like Drake Jackson who should be looking to replace. So this is, and I know you're not gonna like this. Who should be looking to replace like a Charles Menahue or Samson Ebukam year two? Usually these guys in year twos, okay, can be. Uh, just look at Tylenol Hufunga year two. Look at Diamador Lenore, year two. It seems like the 49ers are kind of like breaking the sophomore slumps. I even think, and I'm going to say this, that Trey Lance, year two, would have been on point. Unfortunately, he got injured. Now, we have to wait to see if Deron Payne is, is franchise tagged. If he is, that number is like $18.9 million. It's almost it's like $18 million of franchise tag, a defensive tackle. Or twenty million for the defensive tackle, eighteen for the edge, whatever. It's a high number. Um, a lot. Listen, if you want to be better, and, and I like this comment. Like the real, the real RMP says, Hargrave gonna be expensive. Yo, it, listen, it, it's the price to pay for for another chance at the chip. You, you got to upgrade in that position. You got to upgrade. I don't want to treat the defensive tackle position like it's a Band-Aid and we could put Band-Aids on it. That That's not what I want to do. There's a possibility that they do bring Kamoko Ture back. We're not really talking about him, but there's a possibility. Now, Ture kind of fell down the depth chart after they drafted Drake Jackson because they had to get Drake reps. So, so Ture started to go on uh, the active, inactive, practice squad, backup. Like he was just, they were just moving him around. He was like a a, a chess piece. You know what I'm saying? So there's a possibility. Like if they lose, if they can't bring back like a, a, a Charles Menahue, who's probably going to be a little bit expensive. He provided tons of pressures during the amount of snaps that he took. And then if, if you're all out on Samson Ebukam because you feel like you got everything. I just feel like Ebukam is good. He just doesn't fit the 49ers. Maybe you do bring a Terrain, a guy that can create some pressures and get some sacks. And now you're working him into the rotation. I think 
I'm going to agree with my man, John Vogel. I think Drake Jackson will be the opposite starting defensive edge rusher along Nick Bosa. So I think that's what you go. And now you build off of that. And there are plenty of guys like Keon White. All right. Kid out of uh, Georgia Tech. I know his stock is rising, but that if you can, if he happens to be there in that third round, I I, I hit the, the button, hit the green button. There's a lot of edge rushers you can get uh, between, between rounds three to five, and you'll see an improvement right away, right? But back to Ture, man, it's a great question. Um, I just think that it was too much depth for him, and I think they needed to get reps in for for drake i think that's kind of like what it came down to now if 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 i'm going to sign a free agent uh when it comes to edge rushing you know i see a lot of people saying they want yannick i get it i'm with you demarcus he's one of my top two it's him and it's marcus davenport those are the two guys i want to bring in here i think that would be an upgrade over ebukam and an upgrade uh, slightly over like a Charles Aminahue. Don't get it twisted. I, I'm hoping the 49ers bring back Charles Aminahue. I just don't know if he did enough to price himself out, but there might be a team. Like, he can end up back in Houston. Call me crazy. But you do, you do know who's in Houston now. So there's a possibility he can end up back in Houston. So, guys, listen, be prepared because there's going to be a lot of stuff going in and out, you know, when it comes down to things. And um, I want to talk a little bit about Trey Lance. I want to pose this question about Trey Lance, right? And I'm trying to understand it. And, And help me, please, somebody, help me wrap my head around Trey Lance. And I'm trying to understand why Trey Lance doesn't get the same chance or opportunity as some of these other quarterbacks. I'm I'm trying to figure out. And I'll talk about 49er quarterbacks, right? So it's like Brock Purdy. Now, they both got injured during the same season. Trey Lance breaks his ankle, Brock Purdy's elbow, UCL gets strained and and torn. Now, if I ask myself, man, which one of these quarterbacks should be able to rejuvenate and come back and and be able, and it wouldn't be a hindrance to them further down the line, in my opinion, it would be Trey Lance because he didn't hurt his arm, whereas Brock Purdy's elbow was hurt. So it couldn't affect his throw down the line. But why is it that everybody is ready to throw Brock Purdy back into the fire? Is it because of the production that we got from Brock, which was tremendous? I mean, Brock was amazing, right? And is it for the lack of production that we saw from Trey? Because at the end of the day, I mean, what did we really see from Trey Lance? Like, I I can't figure out. The, The kid has not played. His first start in the NFL was against the Arizona Cardinals. Didn't he run the ball like 9,000 times in that game? And one of those times he tried to run the ball, that's when he hurt his le- leg, like right, he hurt his knee, because he was trying to get in on Isaiah Simmons in the in the uh, in the cornerback at that point. These are some of the things that I, I'm 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 curious about because why doesn't Trey Lance? Why isn't he given that chance? This kid is coming back off of this ankle injury, all right. And the cool thing is Trey Lance is out here ready to throw. He's asking wide receivers. If you didn't get a chance to see on Instagram, he's asking wide receivers to come and work out with him today. 
Okay, he wants to throw the football. Step number one, I want to show that I still got an arm. I can still throw these routes. I can still do this. That's a good thing. That, that's a good thing. But my question is, all right, so, so you guys are putting some answers out here. That's my question. Like, why isn't Trey Lance getting the same opportunity? Why are we trying to rush a guy that hurt his elbow back into the lineup? Mind you, he hasn't had surgery yet. That's number one. Number two, I know the recovery process is three to six months. I get it, right? It's three months of nothing, and then the next three months he can possibly throw. So it's three months to where he can still participate, team activities, be at the practices, all that good stuff. And then the next three months, the the the, the latter of the three months is where he can start throwing the football and things like that. Now, that is all if everything goes according to plan, which I'm hoping it does for Brock Purdy. I'm hoping everything goes according to plan, but when is the surgery scheduled? We don't know. We said that the, they said that the surgery is still scheduled for early March. Well, March starts next week and that will be early March to me. And they didn't put a date on that. Why? Because his elbow is still inflamed, which means the doctor can't cut him open yet. Why? Because then there's a, a, a higher chance of him getting an infection, which would keep him out even longer. So this is very weird for me. You get what I'm saying? Like, I like I I I like Brock Purdy. I like what he brought to this team. Uh, he he's kind of doing the same thing Jimmy Garoppolo did, right? He's helping the team win games, but is he really doing anything much more different than what we've already known as a 49ers fan? He's just he's just doing he's running the same system that Kyle Shanahan wants. Hence why they drafted Trey Lance. He has the potential, and I hate using that word to do a little bit more, to go a little bit deeper, to go a little bit higher. That's what Trey Lance provides if everything goes in his favor, right? Now, I do want to play this take. I'm going to play this take because there's like one person, one person, one person. All right, so you you want to talk about records. Okay, so there's a lot of stuff, and, and, and I'm sorry if, if I didn't see some of your comments out there. I do apologize. They're not, you know, whatever, but Tarverius. Shout out to you. I hope you're a subscriber to the channel. If not, please make sure you hit that subscribe button. And if you like, join, join, become a member. All right, Wayne, what is the record with Purdy versus Lance? This is the reason why. Okay, that's cool. That, 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 that's like saying the same, isn't that the same argument we use for Jimmy Garoppolo, but y'all want him out of here? I'm asking a question. Don't go silent on me. Isn't that the same excuse? What did Jimmy do best? Win games. What did Jimmy do worse? He was terrible in the playoffs. What did Brock do best? Win games. What did he do in the playoffs? He was decent. He, he, he was decent in the playoffs. He, he won a couple of playoff games. He was better than Jimmy Garoppolo, which that's why I said Brock Purdy is a better version than Jimmy Garoppolo. But both of those guys did one thing well. They won games. Now, Trey Lance, how many games has he played in? Not many. So it's not like, yes, this statement is true. 100%, 1,000%, billion percent correct. It's valid, right? But the thing is, they had the opportunity to play because Jimmy's been in the league longer and Brock Purdy was healthy. Trey Lance was unhealthy. You can't, I, I can't, I can't sit here and, and look at that Chicago Bears game. I mean, they, they put out this, there was this, oh my gosh. There was this thing that was put out, the statistic about, you know, I got to find it. I know it's in my phone somewhere. 
And it was about the three quarterbacks. And Trey Lance was, like, when you look at the statistics, you're like, damn, he was terrible. He's terrible. But he also didn't play in the same amount of games. Trey Lance hasn't even played and started as many games as Brock Purdy. That's why I'm like, yo, we got to give this kid a chance. Like, don't, wouldn't you, like, you bought you bought a brand new car. And I get it. I, I get it. I get it. But my point is, my, my point is this. Y'all, we, we said the same thing about Jimmy Garoppolo, and then we wanted his ass out of here, right? Why do we want Jimmy Garoppolo out of here if he's winning games? Now, Trey Lance is, I mean... Brock Purdy did the same thing and don't get it twisted. Like Brock Purdy is good. He is good. He's a great fit for the 49ers. He's a great fit for the 49ers, but how can we judge a person that hasn't played much football period? We're talking about a kid that has less. What was it? Uh, There was a dope statistic that was going around about uh, maybe attempts or snaps, snaps or something like that, where, and his whole High school, collegiate, and NFL career, Trey Lance has like less attempts or yards or something than Tom Brady in this past season. That that lets you know like the kid just hasn't played football. And in order for anybody to develop in this league, they have to have a chance. They have to get a chance to play. But I guess here's my real question. And this is I'm gonna bring you guys on. Here's my here's my real question. What has Trey Lance done to not deserve a chance? That, that I think that that's the question. Let me let me type that up so I don't forget it. What has Trey Lance done to not deserve a I'm going to put fair chance at that because I hate the Burshaw bubble but I don't think that's being said right so let it fix let let them fix it up for me. Uh, hold on one second. What has Trey Lance done to not deserve a fair chance? That's going to be the question I'm going to ask you guys before I open up the phone lines because I do want to get you guys on here to talk about this. I, there's one person. I don't know why my nose is running, but there's one person that has something to say about Trey Lance, and this is how I feel about the whole situation. And, I, and, and we could talk about if you guys agree or disagree. So, so this is former former uh, wide receiver Keyshawn Johnson, NFL uh, ESPN analyst right now, Keyshawn Johnson. And this is what he had to say about Trey. It's kind of wild, but this is the NFL to even have a conversation talking about Trey Lance possibly being traded. Two years ago, they climbed all the way up to go get him in the draft. They gave up a haul to go get him. Not only that, they decided to move on from Jimmy G., because he was their guy. And entering this past season, he was the guy. The only thing he needs to do is stay healthy. If he stays healthy and he improves on the way that he played last season in a couple games that he did, in fact, playing, he has a lot of talent. We saw him against Chicago in the rain. So everybody went crazy. Like, oh, my God, nobody played great in that football game. I think as time goes by, you saw Trey Lance make a handful of throws that made you say, okay. He's got some talent. They know what to do with him. Kyle Shanahan knows what to do with him. Brock Purdy was the third quarterback a year ago. Brock Purdy wouldn't even step on the field. Great story. I love the story. Oh, he won six in a row. Oh, he's going to win seven. Oh, he's going to possibly take them to the Super Bowl. I don't believe that Trey Lance is in the fight of his life to start for the San Francisco 49ers if he stays healthy 
He takes care of business at OTAs, minicamp, and training camp. He'll be the starter come September. I could almost bet my right arm on it. So Keyshawn Johnson says he can almost bet his right arm on that Trey Lance is going to be the guy going for a period. That, that's kind of like how I summed it up. He gave a bunch of context behind it. Um, and I, it, it kind of makes sense, right? Now, I, many of you are probably like, why is Breezy bringing this stuff up, right? I'm tired of hearing that. Th- I'm tired of hearing this. This is what I'm tired of hearing of. Uh, hold on. Where, where'd the comment go? Don't go anywhere now. Uh, where you at? There it is. This is what I'm tired of hearing. Trey is a bust. Trey Lance is a bust. Like, how, Sway? Like, how can a kid be a bust if he hasn't played any football? I, th- I, th- I think that's kind of like what I'm, what I'm getting. So you have to define, uh, and you're doing it. You says, if a bust is bad, what does... <laughs> you have to define what a bust is. Because to me, a bust is a person that's been given a fair chance, particularly a season or two, to go out there and show what they could do in the NFL. When rookies are when rookies are brought in to these teams that are are are, are terrible because they draft these high end quarterbacks with the first round pick, those quarterbacks don't come in here and 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 show that they're the greatest quarterback on earth. It takes them a minute to get acclimated to the football game. You don't say that they're a bust. So how is Trey Lance a bust if he hasn't even had a full season yet? Like somebody tell me that like and, and and then we're talking about a kid that got injured and running at the quarterback position. So so maybe my question, maybe I'm prosing this question wrong. But what has Trey Lance done not to deserve a fair chance? Why are we why are so many people ready to move on from a kid that hasn't played? He showed some promise. He hasn't done what Brock is uh, what Brock Purdy has done, and 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 then if you look at the Brock Purdy situation, what's the difference from a team perspective that Brock Purdy had that Trey Lance didn't have? I would say that Brock had way better options at the time he entered his NFL career, opposed to Trey Lance. T. Jack four seventy eight exactly. That that he was a bust, and he was he he was a bust because mentally he was checked out. Mentally, he didn't want to play football anymore, which made him automatic straight up to the bus. But when you factor in, like, I'm all for whoever becomes quarter, whoever is quarterback one for the 49ers, I'm all for it. At this point, it's not a competition anymore. Why isn't it a competition? Because Brock Purdy is unhealthy. Trey Lance is going to be there for OTAs in May. Trey Lance is going to be there for training camp. Brock Purdy won't be able to participate in any of that. Brock Purdy can't necessarily be like super square clear to go to sometime in September. And I don't know where to get in this August date because I go, if, if he doesn't have the surgery until March, okay? If he doesn't have the surgery until March, you start with April. You don't start with March. It's April, May, June, July, August, September. That's six. Last time I checked, that's the six months. I don't get the August thing. So even if Brock Purdy is square to go September 1st, you're going to play this kid with no training camp year two coming off of an injury. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Let me, let me bring in the one and only the beautiful Leslie Klinger. What's going on, sis? Good morning. Good morning, Good morning from wet and windy Modesto. 
Oh, California. no. It is our big storm out here. It's like kind of cold. So being from California, we're like, oh, my God, it's kind of cold. Quick, go get supplies. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know, um, I do think we're approaching this um, question or this conversation. We're, we're There's a lot of factors going on here. Okay. Bo- okay. Both of these young men are excellent quarterbacks. Agreed. Uh, we did spend a lot of, of capital to, to draft up, to, to climb up, to get Trey. Uh, Trey should never be denied a fair shot at being QB1. So I, in, in my opinion, I think that what we need to be doing as the faithful is we need to be looking at what a wonderful mm. offseason and training camp this is going to be to watch these two young men, both of them San Francisco 49ers, watch them compete, watch them drive each other, watch them challenge each other. And then when the time comes, I trust both Shanahan to, mm-hmm. and, and his staff to make the proper determination as to who becomes our QB1. And then my job as a member of the faithful is to support QB1 as loud as I can from the stands and as loud as I can from my living room. I I have a lot of faith in Trey, but I do think the one thing I saw with Brock that was somebody who had spent an entire season studying, watching, listening. So to me, he demonstrated an incredibly high football IQ for someone that came off the bench in a real bad situation and started playing. You know, we, did, we didn't make it past the Eagles due to a fluke. It was a fluke. We know that. Any real Eagle fan knows that. It could have been a whole fairy tale for us. Okay, it's not. So now we move forward. I want to see who, how they compete and how they drive each other. In fact, for the first time in a long time, I am going to be looking at my schedule to see if I can, how many training camps I can be at, mm-hmm. right? To, to watch their development, because I think this is a critical year for both of them. Okay. And I think that we build this team around them now, going for a defensive tackle, making sure that we've got the right place, because we've got our quarterbacks. We've got we them. We do. We do. I, I, and, I, and I agree with that. I agree with it. The, 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 only, the only thing that slightly... Uh, is off for me is that Brock technically let's say three months though he hasn't had the surgery yet so let's say the surgery is in March so you got to start with April so April May June so that means he'll be able to throw the ball in July which is when training camp kind of starts right if, if everything goes according Perfect. to plan right? right and so I guess that's where the competition would come in but Trey will get the head start it's like going to preschool. So Trey's going to get the head start starting in May at OTAs. And, and for me, this is Trey Lance's opportunity to rebuild the rapport with his teammates, to let the teammates know that they can trust him, to let the teammates know that he's still a leader, which I believe he still he commands the, the you know, the, 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 the offense in the huddle. Like that's his time to to prove that those little two weeks he has, you mm-hmm. know, to get those little nuances together and then. If everything is going according to plan, health-wise, yeah. that's where the competition might rev up. I don't think you start, but but here again, Trey's going to be full cleared and ready to throw. Throw Brock's still coming off the injury. You don't go full swing with him. So 
I agree. And so the worst, the worst case scenario in far as, as far as I'm concerned is again, you have a number two quarterback in Brock Purdy mm-hmm. that if something happens, correct, two, three, four games into the season, we've got a proven commodity. But see the way that you're looking at it? I mm-hmm. I that that it that's the way we should be addressing it because that's what Brock was from the jump. Absolutely. 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 Right. A hundred percent. And so I, yeah. And you know, again, I got to always say this to the young guys and young gals that are out there. You know, I've been a a San Francisco 49er faithful since December 26, 1955. I lived through the sixties. I lived through the seventies. There is a reason we hate Dallas. There is, you know, I, I lived through getting right up to that one game and then, you know, and over and over and over again. Okay. We're due. Statistically, we are due. So we be patient. Mm-hmm. We be kind. Mm-hmm. We be supportive. How how Trey approaches this is going to say a whole lot about his ability to be a leader in um, in that locker room. Because already him saying, "Who wants to be? Who wants to practice with me? Who wants to do this? Who want, that's showing me something. This is not a young man that's given up. This is a young man that's going." Okay, let's go. That says a lot to me about his character and his ability. I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. Thank you so much for joining the show. I appreciate you. All right. Have a great weekend. Let's get my man Dion on here, man. What's going on, Nine Gang Podcast? What's good with you, Breezy? How you doing, man? Hey, man, I'm doing good. It's it's you know it's unfortunate that we're going to be talking about this conversation for a time to come, but this is more uh, for me. It's it's. You know, watching Trey Lance do the little things is kind of like what I like to see. You know, he he didn't reach out to his teammates. He put out there that, hey, I'm ready to throw. And who wants to come and play catch with me? Things like that. And then you get Brandon Ayuk, uh, you know, kind of like sub uh, Instagram in the, the tag. And, you know, Trey Lance wants to throw. Let's go. Like, And, and I think that's really that's really good. Uh, but. I guess my question, my overall question is, why does it seem like Trey Lance isn't given this fair shot? You know, the kid gets hurt, and now it's all of a sudden they want to trade him. They want to move on. They don't want, you know, Trey Lance is a bust. Like, why are we getting so much negative connotation about a, about a, about a young man that hasn't played much football, period? So let's break it down simply. Okay, so... <clears throat> The number one reason you see the media acting the way that they act for the majority of them is because technically Jimmy has been a part of a winning, uh, a winning team. When you look at, when you break it down, you look at Kyle's record with and without Jimmy Garoppolo, it's horrendous versus when Jimmy's on the field, he wins. So you put that into account. That's why the media is saying that, you know, Jimmy is, is the guy to stick with, and you keep moving forward with him. You've got Joe Montana and Steve Young jumping on the train and all that other stuff. And then when you look at Trey Lance, he just hasn't gotten a fair shot. When you look at Brock Purdy, it's like, okay, he gave me several games of consistency. He took me straight into the playoffs. He, you know, he helped us win both of those games. And now we're going, okay, maybe this might be the guy. And we didn't know. We found our diamond in the rough. So, then you come back to trade Lance. But you said maybe. So hold on to that. Yeah. So for me, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. 
No, no, I just, I just want, I just want to circle the word maybe because it's, it's a, it's a if, it's a, it's a, it's a possibility that he might not be the guy, right? Yeah. So when you said maybe, instead of you just making a clear statement saying he's the guy, you said maybe he's the guy. So, so, yeah. so hold on to that. Keep going. The reason that I state maybe is because you just don't know. You look at it like this. Brock Purdy came in, he played a great deal. And he beat the teams. That Dallas defense gave him a little bit of an issue. You know what I'm saying? So it was looking at him facing a little bit stiffer competition. And I'm not discounting what he did because he still played. He still balled. He still had a had some, some tough times against everybody. But when he went up against a little stiffer competition, things got a little rocky. You know, we didn't necessarily blow Dallas out. We, you know, we beat him, but we didn't blow him out. Okay. So my situation is with Trey Lance is very simple. Let that young man get on the field and do what he needs to do. Let him prove it to you. The only thing that I never liked is the fact that everybody seems to get behind Jimmy. Everybody seems to get behind Brock. But, you know, but that's everybody wants to. Everybody wants to throw a shot at Trey Lance. Why? You don't know what he is. You've never seen, you, you don't have enough film to make a proper assessment. So get that young man his opportunity to get on the field, show you what he's got, and then continue to keep moving. But the, the continual shots in him are just haters, man. And I'm just being honest, it's haters. And to be honest with you, um, I said this before, I say it again. And remember, people, these are my opinions. These are not breezies. Joe Montana is still bitter about them moving on from Steve Young. Mm-hmm. And he's casting that aspersion on the trade lance of Jimmy Garoppolo. Because when Blaine Gabbert, when, when we had Cap, what he want? Blaine Gabbert. And what has Blaine Gabbert done in the league? Nothing. When we had Trey Lance and we were about to move on from him, why are you moving on from him? He's a winner. You ain't seen him in the playoffs, Joe. Have you not watched what's going on? We don't give him the opportunity because he doesn't he doesn't make the plays. There's a limitation, and we know and understand that, which is why we have selected to move on. But for me, I'm ready for Trey. I feel like he's gonna be dope. I don't know. I don't know if Miss Debbie caught that she referenced uh, a great rapper by the name of Sugar Free with the "If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready." Um, <laughs> but I will say this. I like Trey Lance. I want to see what he has. I just want him to stay healthy. And to be honest with you, Kyle, open the playbook for him the same way you did for Jimmy and the same way you did for Brock. There's no reason that Brock, that Trey Lance can't do the exact same thing that both those dudes are doing. It's amazing to me how we ran the ball like nobody's business when Trey Lance was in, but then as soon as Jimmy and Brock come in, we just start throwing. Yeah, it, it can't be a coincidence, right? That's like, not a coincidence. So, but 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 it could it could mean a few things. It could it could mean I'm I'm gonna play devil's advocate on both sides of what it could possibly mean. Mm-hmm. Side number one, it could mean that Kyle was setting some stuff up for later on down in the game. So I run with my quarterback, I let my defense I let their de- their defense has to continue to play honest football, eleven on eleven football, which will open up stuff a little bit later down the game. You don't hit the teams with the kitchen sink on the first drive, right? It's, it's a drive True. to kind of go back and say, "Hey, I could do this." They gave this up. Oh, we could come back to this. It's all it's you know it's chess. It's 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 simple 
reaction to countering things like that. When you catch a team mm-hmm. slipping, that's when you hit them with the haymaker, right? And so, yes, like, sir. maybe that was number one. And then number two, I do kind of feel like Kyle doesn't. I don't want to say he doesn't trust Trey. Yes. It's more like he, he won't. He won't let Trey be Trey. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Yes. Yes. I, I watched him let Brock be Brock. There was times he went let Jimmy be Jimmy. The, Jimmy started being Jimmy when Jimmy re-signed that deal for last mm-hmm. year. That's when mm-hmm. we said, "Oh, this is a different Jimmy." Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, "Hmm." Uh, Jimmy was talking back. Like th- it was just different. You know, and so I'm like, "Hmm." So, I don't know if if Kyle is willing to do that, but I guarantee you if Kyle will let the kid be who he is naturally and then conform him and add the best pieces from his game to his to Kyle's game plan, yo Trey can can rip the roof off the NFL, bro. I just oh, yeah. feel like he has the talent. And I agree with you on that. The number one thing for me is I would say don't do designed runs for Trey. Tell him when it's not there, you can take off. Give him the option to run. Make sure he's a passer first and a runner second. With the way that he looked when he put him on the field, it almost made him look like he was a runner first and a passer second. And the number one thing you don't want to do with a black quarterback is make them a runner first and a passer second because we all know how that unfortunately works out. You get worn down very very young and very early, and the next thing you know, you know, they're, they're looking at you going, well, can he throw? Is he a pocket pass? Like all these questions come up. It's very simple. I would have I would have looked at Trey and said, hey, man, we're going to be throwing the ball. We're going to run the ball. We're going to try to balance it out as best we can. But what I will tell you is when the opportunity presents itself for you to get a couple extra yards, if there's a first down that you can get and you don't see anybody open, take it. Okay. But look to get that ball out and get, you know, get it going in that manner. And I think if he does that, he gives Trey, when you give somebody the option like that, it makes it easier to make the decision rather than you saying, well, you got an RPO every other play. Because mm-hmm. then that person is going to sometimes do what comes natural. You saw Trey in college, he was bowling over people. He realized in the NFL real quick, it don't work like that. Because these, these big boys out here playing real football. You know, and it's not to say that he can't run over anybody, but, you know, there's a couple guys out there that put a hurting on you if you ain't careful now. So that, that that's just how I think. And I, I honestly, I feel like the OTAs, the training camp is 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 the, the door opening for him. Mm-hmm. And he has to kick that joint wide open. It's cracked right now. He got to come in with the big steel toe boot and kick that joint open. And let everybody know I'm Trey Lance. I'm here to stay. They didn't waste these picks, and it's time for me to ball. Yeah. Um, I see uh well, Chrissy has a question. Let Trey be Trey. So let, let me let me let me let me try to, to to break that down a little bit. So when you drop, I, I, I hate to use Cam Newton as my example. I hate to use it, but what made Cam Newton successful uh, at the beginning of his career, what made him successful was the fact that he was limited 
way more limited, in my opinion, than Trey Lance. He was way more limited. His accuracy, I think Trey Lance has way better deep ball accuracy than uh, Cam Newton. But what the co- coach Rivera did was, and whoever the coach was at the time, I, I think it was Ron Rivera. But what they it did was Rivera. They 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 catered to his strengths, which mm-hmm. allowed him to get comfortable. Now, what I don't think Rivera was good at was developing quarterback. And so because they lack the development, now 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 hear now hear me out. The difference mm-hmm. between that camp and our camp is if you let Trey be better at the play action, the uh the getting the run game going, like things like that, to where he's able to roll out, get the guy on a skinny route, make a read across the field. Like Trey's highly accurate and doing those things. It's more of him just like dropping back three steps, getting the ball out quick. That's not his game. That's never been his game. And he has to learn it because football is faster. So we're saying three steps when it's really one and a half steps because he's got to be ready to know where that ball is going to go. And on top of that, it's got to be accurate because if it's slightly off, it gets tipped, it's an interception. So there's a lot of stuff to me that doesn't fit Trey. And that's the difference, in my opinion, between Trey and Brock Purdy. Why Brock was super successful, not just because of the pieces he had around of him, it's because of his awareness of him playing that style of football, dink and dunk. That's the yeah. difference. If you go back and watch any of Trey's 17 games that he's ever played in in his life, zero dink and dunk, zero yeah. check downs, zero this, zero that. And now you're saying, I need you to do all of that. Plus, when the opportunity is there, make sure you're accurate and get the ball down the field. I, I think. If if Kyle just allows establish the run game, let Trey's play action do what he needs to do, get Trey on the skinny boots outside. So that way it's just him on a one-on-one defender. I I think you see a much better progressive uh, when it comes uh progression when it comes to Trey Lance at the quarterback spot. I think you'll get higher accuracy rates. The throws might not look that pretty, but they'll be catchable for wide receivers. When you got a guy mm-hmm. just trailing across the field and one guy and he's got to beat one guy. That that's what we've saw. And we've that's why Keyshawn Johnson said we saw flashes. But the question is, Kyle will change that because he's mm-hmm. still trying to teach Trey. Listen, I need you to check this down. I need you to dink and dunk. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. And Trey's like, okay, cool. I'm going to do it. Because you asked me to do it, I'm going to do it. But Mm -hmm. when it don't look good, it's like, damn, you could tell that ain't his style yet. And so the reason why I compared him to Cam is because, not as a quarterback, just the simple fact that Ron was like, I'm going to cater to you, and hopefully you'll develop into this guy later on. Whereas Kyle's like, I'm going to make you what I need you to be now. And hopefully you be that guy later on. So that's kind of what I mean. Letting Trey be Trey, if that makes sense to anybody out there, it might not make sense. No, you you actually explain that perfectly. And it's just a situation of he has to learn that short game because Kyle does like that. That's why he has the players that he has because he feels like those dudes. Once I get the ball in their hand, they're going to do something amazing. You know what I'm saying? And that that's that's what it is. So I completely understand that you explained it very well. Um, you know, that was definitely an astute observation of, you know, what, what could be with Trey Lance. Hopefully he does get the little dink and dunk stuff mastered. So Kyle will, will not be upset about that, but I can tell you this, I'm definitely ready for a few Danny Gray bombs next year. I really am. People are like, yo, why don't we see Danny Gray? Kiss can't nobody get him the damn ball down the field. Exactly. That was the whole point. And if people don't believe that, remember Trey threw him a bomb. 
and preseason. He right? did. In regular season, he threw it and it got it. And Daddy Gray scored. Like yeah. these are things that can happen. So honestly, you know, before I get out of here, Breezy, I, I want to say this. We need to re-sign Juwan Jennings. Get my dog back in the building, man. I think it's I, I think it's a um I think he's an exclusive rights free agent anyway, so he definitely ain't going nowhere. Yeah, he yeah, he he's gonna be there for probably like nine hundred thousand this year. Hey, uh, look, man, get I, that man his money. Yeah, I, look, learning Jawan is fine with me. I know people want better, more production from him, and I get it. Like he 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 needs more production. Mm-hmm. But listen, he needs to continue to progress and hold on to that football as well. I hate third downs. I'm gonna be honest. I want first and seconds. <laughs> I agree with you on that one. I don't like them at all, man. It it just because it puts you in a, a a messed up situation. And I've always, I kid you not, mentally, I've always been the type of guy. If I'm past the forty yard line, I'm going for it on fourth. Mm. I feel like I should. I don't have no reason not to. I, you know? I, I I want to address this comment right here. Brock was better than Trey Lance because he started four years at a major college. Trey didn't play long, and it was against top competition. That is showing now. So I, I highly disagree with this. Yeah, you can't say it's showing. How is it showing? We didn't even see anything. Well, well, we I haven't highly... seen enough for it to, for 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 him to say okay. that's showing now. Okay, that part you haven't had enough of Trey Lance from a visual standpoint on the field for you to make that assumption. Yeah. As far as your first two points, they are correct in. Yes, Brock was at a four-year. We did play four years at, at a major college. Yes, he did play up against better competition. But here's the issue. They still looked at Trey Lance and valued him that much more than they valued Brock Purdy. He was still Mr. Irrelevant. And it's no disrespect to him, but that tells you that it's not always about a big college. And it's not always about the competition. It's about what somebody sees in you as a, as a complete football player that tells them where they feel you are worthy of being drafted. And nobody outside of us thought Brock Purdy was worth that until the end of the draft. So you got to take that into account as well. Four years at a major college versus great competition didn't necessarily help. Uh-huh. And 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 if this is if this is correct, why wasn't Brock Purdy the starting quarterback for the 49ers last year? Facts. I, I I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, does he show that he he can come in here and run his offense? And, and I like this. I like getting flack. Trust me, mm-hmm. I do. Sometimes you're right. Sometimes you're wrong. Where's Chrissy at? Uh, Chrissy said that, and I got to get the other people on here. I know they're waiting, Dion. So I do appreciate you. Oh no, you are good. But oh, here she here she is. She's Mahomes dinks and dunks. Uh, at times you didn't mm-hmm. right. He does. He's great at it. Trey yes. isn't. That's my point. And so, like, the thing is, he's learning that part of the game. That's where he's struggling. He's struggling at the dinky and dunkies. That's it. If Trey masters dinks and dunks and checkdowns and and quick routes, Brock Purdy, to me, had a better quick slant throw than Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, that junk was a – it was on the money. It It was was on the receiver's hands. It was never behind him. But But that's Brock. That's what that's his game. That's he he's a shorter guy, quicker throw, get the ball out. He's been doing it for time, which goes back to B Deanna's comment. Yep, he's been doing mm-hmm. it for time. That's what he's perfected. Trey Lansing do none of that stuff in college, man. They, that wasn't his thing. I, I I think it's it's more to the point to where like Brock is great. But you got to give Trey Lance that chance, and 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 it's unfortunate that he's only going to get that chance 
due to the Brock Purdy's injury. Because if Brock Purdy was healthy, oh my gosh, this would be a whole nother show. D, mm. listen, I love you. I appreciate you. I got to get my man Twin on here. Appreciate it. Yeah, have a good day. Thanks. Twin, what's going on, family? Hey, happy Friday to you, my guy. How you doing? Same to you, my brother. I'm doing good, man. It's good to see you, bro. I see you in here cooking today, baby. Cooking on this hey, one for Friday. We we chefing up. You know, we got a long weekend ahead of us, man. And and, and this necessarily isn't a competition type of a show. I don't, I don't, this is not what this is about. It's just more for, for me. Sure. Like, why, why, why do I feel this way? Why do I mm-hmm. feel like Trey Lance just don't like they just want to get rid of him, push him under the rug, say they made a mistake. It was a bust. Not from the from Kyle Shanahan's standpoint, but just from everybody else like why do i feel that way um i think it's because um it's the known um i think a lot of people feel comfortable with the known and a lot of people don't like getting outside of their comfort zone um but we've learned this in life when people would tell just as you age nothing grows in comfort you know nothing does until you are willing to step outside your comfort zone and do something that you wasn't necessarily used to doing it may feel a little bit sporadic at first you may have the nerves you may not feel as confident but eventually you will begin to but expand your horizon. You will expand your, your perspective and your experience. And so I think a lot of 49ers fans have seen winning culture with what Jimmy Garoppolo has done as the quarterback in the way that he played and his style of play. They saw another person to come in with a little more athletic ability, come in and take that level, take what he did. And it looked a little more familiar. So the comfort was still there, but they saw him take it up a little notch in his mobility. And so there's comfort there. But the way that Trey plays is is a little bit different. It's like I, I love basketball. You know what I mean? You love basketball as well. So we all know that there's there's scores, there's there's slashers, but then you have three level scores, right? Mm-hmm. So I would say that Purdy is a traditional mid-range type of guy who can finish it at the basket. You know what I mean? And so he's efficient as well. So we Super give him kudos. Mm-hmm. But we know that there's this thing called a three-point line. We know that there's an extender, you know what I mean? And, you know, guys can take it from 20 to 25 foot and shoot that thing, you know what I mean? And so that revolutionizes the what? The game of basketball. And I believe that there's a point in Kyle offense that he has become super efficient in doing what he does when it comes to the mid-range and the, and the, 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 um, the close-range basket. But we notice once you get to the upper echelons that that starts to kind of not necessarily be as productive or you don't get those explosive plays like you need to. I heard Debo Samuels was talking to Rich Eyes. He said, man, we don't even throw the ball down 20 20 yards down the field. We don't need to. So he thinks until you play against those super explosive teams where you need a quick play, throw throw the ball 35, 45 yards down the field. And I think that people have to be humbled and be patient enough to get the new style of ball. And this is for Kyle Shanahan as well, because he's so smart. He's seen his system work, but he also has to be realistic. Say, I see my system become what? Limited. And there's a point of me as a coach where I got to realize that there's a level that I have to allow my player to go that supersedes me as a coach. You know what I mean? And that's not a knock on you as a coach. It just means that a player, as we see Joe Montana do, as we've seen a Jerry Rice do, as we've seen a Patrick Mahomes do, where they take it beyond the X's and O's and their natural God-given ability does some things that amazes us all. I, I Very well said. Uh, Chris uh, DeFrancesco says, I just don't understand what Trey Lance has shown anywhere 
uh, to get all of this support over Brock Purdy. And this goes back to you saying about the known. Like, and, and he's right. Like, Chris, you're right. Like, Trey Lance, first of all, Chris, uh, shout out to you because King Griffey as your avatar <laughs> is dope. Like, King Griffey Jr. was one of the dopest <laughs> baseball players of all time. All right. Now, to get back to that, it, it is about the known. And, and Trey mm-hmm. Lance hasn't been able to show it. Uh, like, and so when I'm asking about this fair chance, it's more to me saying, okay, Trey Lance has got injured. Well, Brock Purdy's injured too, so let's forget. Let's not forget that he's not healthy. He's also injured, and so let him recover. It's Trey Lance time. How about we support the kid and give him the chance that he deserves coming off of his injury? That's all I'm asking. Uh, maybe yes. I should ask it that way. Because he yeah. right now is quarterback one, and we need to let him know that he's our quarterback one until he's not. For sure. Yes, and, and that's important with anybody. You know, you need confidence on the job. You know what I mean? And these high-level athletes, though they are confident, it's still – you're playing against the 1% of the 1%. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you feel that negativity around you. You know what I'm saying? You can feel that divide. You can feel that when I write this article, everything is more so – um, maybe positive or encouraging or hopeful on one individual compared to being, oh, I'm magnifying the, the negativity or the flaws in another individual. And you got to realize that if we're going to get behind this guy and we're going to go and galvanize our team, they got to feel the, to- the the full support, whether what they did to uh, a Josh Allen or what they did to a Burrow or even a Jalen Hurts. Like, even though you might not know what they are just yet, I'm going to support you. I got kids. I, I'm quite sure you got kids as well. You're going to let them know you're going to make some mistakes. You might not get it all right, but guess what? You're going to have my full support. You're going to have my unconditional love. So I'm going to ingratiate you with this love. And so whether it's the media, whether it's the writers, when you feel that going on, we want that. We wanted it for Brock Purdy when he was going in there and playing as a rookie. So keep that same energy, right? We always say tell people because – we heard last year we didn't want Trey Lance to start because he was a rookie. But when we got the rookie in there to play this year, everybody was like, the rookie can do it. And we're like, wow, that's all thing we're saying. Keep that same mentality, that same hopefulness. Like, well, maybe it's not back to be a one-game thing with Brock Purdy. Maybe he can keep it up. we like, yeah, maybe he can. Sandy with Trey. Keep that. Yeah, maybe he can. Every week, bro. It was, yes, well, he beat this team. Can he do it against this defense? Oh, Brock Purdy beat this team. Can he do it against this defense? Like, they, it, it was like, yo, like, we supported. We were like, yo, our quarterback can win. Our quarterback can do this. Our quarterback can. Yeah. Why can't we show that same confidence hey. in Trey Lance? We hey, didn't look. know what Brock Purdy could do, even though he came in and dismantled the Miami Dolphins. We didn't For know sure. that was going to be a fluke, but we supported the hell out of it, bro. We were like, yo, did you see what he did to that defense and that number one offense, what we were able to do? No, we want to sure. come up next. Why can't we get the same thing? Hey, like, train, hey Breezy. Like, we had one breezy. game to win. It was torrential. <laughs> I'm still wet from that game. I was there. Bro. I went there. I, I went there. there. Oh, hey, bro, I when I went to that game, oh, my God. <laughs> it was Hey, people don't know it was um, it literally it was man, it was a muscle. But hey, breezy, I, look, check this out. Even if you say, and I don't mind people critiquing Trey Lance saying his short game is off. Um, there's some inconsistency. Okay, cool, cool. Hey guys, look, we got CMC last year, right? And he didn't have George Kittle. Guess what, guys? You know, last year he didn't, he wasn't hitting no short game. But you know, Kyle Shanahan over the last six years, he didn't use his running back. 
in the passing game. But look, Trey Lance has an opportunity right now with one of the greatest uh, catches of the ball out the backfield. So even though some of those passes he missed, maybe with a guy like Christian McCaffrey who run these routes a certain type of way, hey, those it may pop up 5 to 7%, guys. So look, maybe those things that we had issues with last year, let's get behind them because then we might can play with George Kittle because we saw what Patrick Mahomes did with a Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. right? We saw how they was able to kind of calm his game down, give him the easy check downs. We saw what happened with Joe Montana with a what? A Dwight Clark or a mm-hmm. Steve Young with a Brent Jones. So, Jones, hey, guys, yeah. like, you know what? Maybe he didn't have that in his first four games that he played or he didn't have a consistent flow of these guys. But, hey, maybe they get some chemistry and, and those numbers can just go up just a little bit, you know? Like, can I- we get that – Look, look, they, look, and I like this comment. And CJ Gray, you're, you're on here next. It says this, and you're 100% correct, B. It says the only reason why Brock was supported was because he won. If Trey wins, he will be supported. Yo, Trey beat Houston, and they were ready for Jimmy to come back in because he didn't look Fact. as good. They didn't even uh-huh. support him after beating Houston. After he throws the interception, he throws a bomb to Debo Samuel and it's a four touchdown. And then he wins the game, and it's just like, <laughs> oh, is Jimmy healthy? Which he wasn't. And and I will say, I wish Kyle at that moment would have stuck with Trey. Let him. I don't care if we didn't win. We didn't win that year anyway. It would have made, I know it's hindsight. We we want to show, bro. We we, we got to do something. Breezy, real fast, I'll be quiet on this. That year, Jimmy Garoppolo lost for a whole month of October. We lost every game. For an entire month, we had one of the worst third down conversion percentage. It was like 28%. We was turning the ball over. And guess what? That was four weeks that we would. They still rather behind Jimmy Garoppolo. They still showed the full support. Our offense wasn't clicking at all, right? So you telling me you can keep the same energy and support for somebody who was a seven-year veteran at that time who had went to the Super Bowl? Why couldn't we just, you know, transfer that same energy? You telling me I heard I heard Matt Miyoko and I don't mean to call his name out like that, but bro, when the first game in the man soon, you said, well, maybe Jimmy Grosko could be playing in week three. I was like, wait, bro. Yo, he week said three? That. He did. I say said, that. your pen is powerful, Matt. And when I mean powerful, you was there for the legacy years. So when you say a, a narrative like that in a monsoon game where our number one running back was hurt throughout this whole offseason in Elijah Mitchell, people don't want to talk game. about that. Hurt in that game. Mm-hmm. Lincoln Thompson was gone, pro bowler. Mm-hmm. Alice Mack, gone, pro bowler. Mike N- McGlinchey had his whole, he his leg almost re- repaired, coming in. And we had Aaron Banks and another rookie coming in playing. We got, to, that got to develop. Those things has to happen. So I was just like, people, show some grace. Show a little mercy, you know That's what I mean? Smart. And extend a little faith. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, thank you, man, for letting me mm-hmm. hop on, man. Y'all make sure y'all like. Y'all make sure y'all continue to sub to his channel, man. Share his content as well, man. And no matter what happens, it's bang, bang, not a gang over everything. All day, you know every what I'm talking day, about? Baby. All day, every day, man. Love you, twin. Appreciate you, bro. Peace. Salute. Peace. All right, man. We're going to end this segment with my man CJ Gray looking fresh in the away jersey. I see you rocking that trade, bro. Listen, uh, a lot of stuff has been said. A lot of takes have been happening. There's been some bicker beef arguing going back and forth. And it's all love, everybody. But I definitely want to get your take on this, man. And uh, I'm all about getting different perspectives. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to stuff like this, because I'm not right. Uh, and and I want to hear what you, what you have to say. So what are your thoughts on uh, Trey Lance not really getting that fair chance, especially coming off of this injury? Um. The, the clear chance. I think 
I think some of the, I think some of the negativity surrounding Trey is really centered around that 2022 training camp slash preseason. Yeah, I think that's the the main part of it because Jack Hammer and Rohan they got on got on consistently was like I'm not I'm gonna not sugarcoat it for y'all guys. It just wasn't good. You don't there was good. a. It was a three. It was a. He had a three for nine outing out there in one of those practices. That stands out. Stands out in my mind. And Nate Sudfield and Brock Purdy were completing seventy percent of their throws in camp, and Trey Lance was barely completing fifty percent. And so, it just it just makes it. It just creates a. It just creates this negative perception about them based on based on one of those things. But there was context behind that because a lot of the Brock Purdy and uh, Nate Sudfield throws were checked down. So don't forget that his throws were they were checked down throws compared to what Trey Lance was doing. So that that like yes, completion percentage was terrible. But you got to factor in context. I was told that I got to start adding context. You got to factor in that context for those that forget that some of those guys out there were putting in the context. I can't remember who it was, uh, but one of them said like, yo, some of these throws were check downs, though. Like, the majority of them were all, especially Nate Sudfield. It was like check down, check down, check down. He was like seven for seven, but they were all to the running back. And that was before Christian McCaffrey. Look, I agree with that. And, and, and I understand that. But... You still like what Twin said is we as 49er fans, we call ourselves faithful and the kid is out there putting in the work. Now we have to show some oh, no doubt for this kid to actually come to fruition. So let me it's, it's is it like this for Trey Lance? Because this is what I'm getting and you know more than I do. So he's coming into a system that's foreign. He's asked to learn a whole new language and he had a year to sit. And now it's time for him to go out and put it out there, put out his practice from what he learned, and he gets injured. So so how difficult do you feel like it was for Trey Lance to kind of like make that transition? Because it's not about him learning the language. It's about him actually having the ability to do what the system is asking him to do. It's a new system to him. Um, well, that's, that's a part of it. And honestly, uh, think that part of it I think he was said to have been doing well at at being able to pick up the playbook and and learning where to go with the football and those kind of things so I don't I don't know if that's the the biggest problem the biggest problem that has been reported is his repeatable throwing motion when it becomes to the to the short area the short area passing and and how his throwing motion isn't repeated. It's, he doesn't have a repeatable one. So sometimes it looks good, and sometimes it just it just doesn't. And so we don't know if we don't we don't know if um just from the sake of just having reps at it will that will that improve? And then we don't know the timetable of how many reps and how many games will that will that maturation take place? And I think that's kind of my standpoint on Trey. Like I, this is a Trey Lance Elite jersey. This thing costs about three hundred bucks. <laughs> Let so, him know. I, obviously, obviously, I believe in Trey Lance because I went out and bought this man's jersey, and I and I believe in his skill set. I believe in the young man that he is, and all that. But I'm also not going to be fan be be have fandom to the point where I ignored facts and some of the things that has been concerning. Now, his downfield throwing, that is great. 
Mm-hmm. That he he really does throw a great deep ball. He does he throws a great intermediate 15, 20 yard pass it's too. Short it area real, passes. It, it looks real good. It's just that meat and potato stuff in the short it's the Kyle area. Shanahan's game. offense, bro. It's it's what we've been it's what we've been seeing for the past seven years. It's that. Yeah, it, and not every quarterback was able to run it. CJ Beathard sucked at it. Nick Mullins wasn't great at it. They can all well. Nick Mullins couldn't really get the ball down the field, but like that's what it was. It, you have to be great at what we call the dink and dunk. And I like you. I like your term, the meat and potatoes. It's the substance of the offense. It's what moves the chains. Like when you can't run a ball, I'm going to throw you a three yard pass, and need now you go run in, like, in, stride. in, in stride. stride, in stride, on time, in rhythm, and in that's rhythm. what Brock does well. Oh, he does and it. So Herb, yeah, he, and he, so he does it the best that I've seen. From a Kyle Shanahan quarterback. Absolutely. So for those that think I'm not giving Brock flowers, it's not what this show is about. I've never once told even when Brock's throws are off and his accuracy is 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 off, like I still I still big the kid up. But it's because he it's because of his ability to be able to recognize the quick game. That's what it is. And that's what typically makes the 49ers offense move. It's all about the quick game. But what about the long game? Because Brock tried the long game and he got hurt. Now, here's the here's the thing on, on Brock, the two things that concern me about Brock. One is he's small. He's he's barely short, he's barely six Which feet. Is why he, what was he gonna go him at 200 down. pounds? Yeah. He lists him at 200, 220 pounds, but that's a lie. That man don't weigh no more than 190, 195. I swear he don't. Um, and so he can't really see over the line. And so some, of, so some of the routes he may miss because he can't see. And then it will cause him to bail out mm-hmm. sooner than he should because he isn't sure of what he's seeing because of his size. And he has to that's, get a clear that's first off. And that's what bailing him out and, does. It allows him to get his vision back. And and the second part of it is his arm is not all that strong. I've seen where Brandon Ayuk has broke his man down and beat him, and he's about twenty made a t- he's twenty five yards downfield, and Brock won't turn it loose because he because he because he can't, and and um the man is behind him, and he can throw it, but he can't get it to the guy if get it to Brandon if somebody's actively covering him if there are a couple of steps on him. Now if the person is wide, but wide open then yeah brock could brock will turn it loose and throw it to that wide open guy but if that guy has any kind of guy that's a step or two steps the ball doesn't get there quick enough and the defensive has chance the defense has chance to make a break on the ball to catch up to the receiver and make a break break on the football and also too there's chance there's times where the ball is just not even thrown um because it's out of his it's out of his range and so these are the opportunities that Trey Lance will take advantage of um, on the flip side of it. So, I mean, there's pros and cons about, about either player, either player if you go with. But ideally, if Trey Lance learns the, the short game, then over a long span of time, that is the better option for our team in a long-term standpoint. But right now, people are just looking right in front of their face. They're not having the foresight. They're not having any vision on what the total process could end up looking like. And they're just like, well, Brock is getting the meat and potatoes offense done and we're winning games. And so, <laughs> and so really you're capped, you're really capped at your potential at what we saw last year. And teams can scout that out and take and take that away from you eventually. Just like they did from Jimmy. 
It's just because Brock had a little bit more than what Jimmy had, and those teams weren't expecting it. But I'm now to... they're going, they're down. They're going to be expecting it, and and it's going to, and the gap is going to be closed, and it's just not going to be as easy for Brock as it was those first few games that he was out there. So I, I mean, think people got need to have the whole picture about what the totality of what they're seeing out there. I I I think Brock, when healthy, will always be fine in this offense. Like he he has to also stay healthy too, and so. Brock got injured on a play by another defender, just the same way Trey Lance got injured on a play by another defender. It's not like these guys went out there and just miraculously got hurt. They both got hurt in the action of playing football. So at the end of the day, if people saying that Trey Lance got to be healthy, so does Brock. So and we want Brock to come back out here and do everything he did. We're talking about a guy that just got his elbow messed up. Like, and I'm not saying he won't come back off that injury. I'm hoping when he does come back off the injury, he's like a hundred times better. But there's a possibility that it's going to take him some time to regain the strength, to regain confidence, to regain all of these different things that factor in it. We watched Jimmy tear his ACL and he wasn't the same. And I'm like, Jimmy, you don't need your ACL to throw the ball. And he just wasn't yeah, but, mentally. You know what I'm yeah, saying? But Jimmy don't but Jimmy doesn't step into his Jimmy doesn't come does not step, step into, into his throws. Not not in the pocket. Not when there's a muddy muddier pocket. Jimmy won't step up, and he uses his upper body to to make a lot of those throws, and and therefore that causes some inaccuracies when he tries to go downfield. And and then also Jimmy won't won't scare, scramble. Jimmy's not going to make a secondary action move. I mean, I mean he, 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 <laughs> he, he tried to scramble that. in Miami, and that's how he got hurt. Um, but yeah, look, it, it's it's. I know a lot of people aren't going to want this conversation may be uncomfortable for a lot of people out there, but it's a conversation that need to be had because we're not, I, for me, I'm not trying to divide and, and, and divide sides and team Brock and team this and team that with, with same thing that we did the, you know, the Jimmy Garoppolo situation. That's not what this is. This is more like, listen, it's clear as present danger that Trey Lance is the guy right now. How about we just, Give him his chance and support. Because yeah, because yeah, really we don't have no other option. Because no, we don't, we don't even have a backup quarterback, CJ. We don't even have a third string guy right now. You get what I'm saying? We don't have no money. And, <laughs> we got three We don't have no money. So there's no money to go sign an established guy. Um, a rookie's not, and we draft is not going to come in here and take nobody's job unless so we find another Brock Purdy. That, that, that's they're not going to know. They're not going to know a training camp and none of that stuff. That that guy is is Brock Purdy because we only know Brock Purdy is Brock Purdy because he went into games. So it, it's Trey Lance, and and we got and we have to hope that he's working on these short passing drills. I don't know what he's he got to do. I don't know if he got somebody to stand on the sideline or somehow some way he just he is just repping this short area stuff to death. I don't know. I, 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 don't, but. I don't know either. I, I think that is what I, I think that that right there is his number. That should be his number one concern in this offseason. But, you know, what Twin said, I thought was fair. You're, you're bringing in a guy because you know who's also sucked at short passing? Well, the, the check downs. It, Jimmy Garoppolo was terrible. And until he got Christian McCaffrey, I'm like, oh, this is what it's supposed to look like. Remember why we got Jared McKinnon, too. He was supposed to be that. 
for the 49ers. And unfortunately, he couldn't stay healthy. So health health is really the issue here, guys. It's it's really about who can be healthy and who's available to go in the biggest game of their career. And right now, Trey Lance seems to be on that health rise. He's out here willing to throw. He's getting his uh, stuff together. You got uh, OTAs in a couple of months. And then we're going to really get to see. Now, I know there's going to be it's going to be tough because he's going to not be as accurate as we expect him to be. And everybody's going to be like, yeah, this is that in the third. But listen, it's going to be a competition like Leslie Slade at the very beginning of the show. Once Brock re enters back into the picture. And at this moment, it's unfortunate. We, we don't know. Re- we don't know when that's going to We be. have no idea. And I just want to put all I'm trying to do is put that out there that we don't know. I don't know. You don't know. Brock doesn't know. The doctor doesn't know until they open it up. Pause. Then we may know something. But at this at this moment, all we can do is pray for Brock, support Trey. That's all I'm asking. Is that too much? That's that's it. I mean, just and they both wear 49er uniforms, right? And they both wear the red and gold or the white and red. So I just, I don't know, man, just support, just support whoever's in there. Um, And like, I know that in some of the comments, when I make comments, it makes it sound like I don't like Trey. And I just, I just want to make people know that that's not true. I actually do like Trey. It's just, I have to be, I have to be 100 about everything about Trey Lance. I can't just say, oh, he's just going to be great. And then that's it. And then, I mean, he has things he has to work on. And if he can get that thing down, if he can do that, then I think that we got something. If he could just do that. Thank you so much for being on the show, CJ, man. Enjoy your weekend, bro. All right. You too, Breeze. All right, man. Peace. Very well said. I thought the panel that came on here today was immaculate. I forgot that I'm supposed to be somewhere. I was ready to keep going and I got to go do a show for a couple of schools today. So with that being said, you guys are amazing. Just remember that. And although we may disagree, it's all out of love. I love each and every one of you. For those that I don't even know, I love you. I just want you to know that. Enjoy your weekend. Check out some of my shorts. Don't forget to like, don't forget to subscribe. And in the comment section, leave a comment. I would love to get your thoughts on off the air. If there's something else that you forgot to say, or you didn't get a chance to say on the show, you want to say it in the comment section, be my guest. I'll do my best to respond. Uh, There was one thing I wanted to address and Daniel Garcia said it best. He says, at this point, I think we all know how the fans are split or mostly against Trey from every Niner channel or social media fan page. I'll support whoever, Trey as well. I think what I want to do from my perspective is show support, period. And I know I'm supporting Trey Lance at this moment because I feel like he's the guy that needs the support. He's the one coming off the injury. He's going to get this opportunity. He has to make the best of it. It sucks. It's coming due to another injury from another quarterback that played very well, especially down the stretch. I'm praying for Brock Purdy. I want him to get healthy and I want him to come back out here so he can compete. How about that? that that's, that's the best way to say it. Trey Lance, it's your time. Make the best of it, young fella. Everybody out there, love you. Enjoy y'all weekend. Stay Stay up, stay faithful, always keep it nitty gritty. And most important, thanks for listening and thanks for watching.